This is a podcast from Rover. Rex Rural Exchange. Well, John Skirr works for the meat company Alliance, but his focus isn't just the meat or the muscle part of the animal, it's all the other bits. The specialty parts that are used for food ingredients and other uses. He joins us from Canterbury, where he also spends his time running uh, Hereford and Dorset Down Studs on his Oxford farm. Busy man. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Yeah, can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, look, uh, can you give us a rundown on some of these specialty products from sheep, cattle and deer and what contribution they make to the overall return to farmers? Yeah, sure. So, look... A lot of companies call these products co-products and the physical mass part of the animal roughly is about 54% of the animal. So you're talking about things like hides, pelts, wool, the offals, the inedible and the edible part of it, casings, or what's the small intestines, which is used for sausages, bones and blood. There's some other stuff for like ears and hooves and horns. Uh, and then the products that go into rendering, which is the fats, the tallows, and the meals. And so, you know, 54% roughly uh, of the animal, wow. but a contribution in the revenue we make is basically between 10 and 15%. So they tend to be a lower value item in but, our portfolio. But worthwhile having. It, yeah. Very much so. Otherwise, yeah. they just, you know, they really yeah. just go down into a rendering world. Yeah, yeah. I understand the pet and food and pet treat markets, they're growing. What sort of growth are you seeing here and, and what goes in, into those products? So, in New Zealand uh, manufacturers, there's a real emerging market in, in the space. In fact, I went to the pet food conference a couple of weeks ago and they're reporting 17% growth in their exports year on year. Um, North America is really that large market for them. Um, and for us, we also sell into some of those manufacturers and the names that possibly you wouldn't even um, associate with pet food, things like, or companies like Mars or Nestle or Colgate Pomolis are huge businesses in the pet food industry. And wow. so for us, the, the, yeah, which is quite amazing. Um, yeah. The contribution yeah. of Mars, for instance, was um, you know almost half their business sits in pet food. So quite incredible. Whoa. And for us, Things like you know bones that come into a meal, or in the treat world, things like ears or dried lungs or trachea, um, shank bones off the venison, and then they have things like toppers, which are like our human vitamin world, which is sort of the vitamin kicks, and that comes from bone broths or some boosters that come from tripe. So quite a real range of products that go into that space. Bex, have you got your order in for the sheep's ears? Uh, well, my dog would like them, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She likes a pig's ear. A pig's um, ear. Yeah. I'm quite blown away by that. 54% yeah. of the animal, you know. Yeah. Uh, the thing I like, I mean, I've got a few on the floor, uh, the hides and the skins, you know, pelts and things like that, they must be still worth something. How can we get higher returns for our co-products, John? What's the secret? I'm a farmer, I'd like to know. <laughs> so, look, hides are going quite well still. Um, you know, Europe is, and Italy is certainly, there's a there's demand in that space and the rest of it, well, majority really goes into China for, for the leather upholstery. Wool skins are really interesting in that space. Um, you know, December to March, we get the greatest quality. Um, the Chinese uh, plants are set up to handle sort of less than four inches. And something we're seeing in the last you know, couple of years is because of the price of wool, people are not sharing as much. And so the length of the wool coming through on the, on the pelt is actually a lot longer. And so that's creating some extra challenges. Um, pickle pelts, so you know, with the slight wool coming off, places like Europe and India and Pakistan and Turkey, 
for Shami. That's uh, that's a really interesting market and holding up quite well. Um, so we're seeing sort of a mixed world where you get longer walls and challenges, but the rest of it's holding up quite nicely. And so to answer your second part of that question, how do we how do we get more out of co-products? Well, firstly we've got to have more staff so that we can actually save parts of these. It's, uh, it requires a manual process on the plant. Yeah. Um, we're looking for new markets and uh, and you look about where those products and things like offal, of course, is an edible part of this part of it. So, you know, in, in the New Zealand market, we produce a little pack that goes into a retail sense. So that's an edible offering that we put in a 450 gram that produces a great, greater volume than we can do in other areas. But then there's a form that you can sell these products in. And I'm not sure whether you saw on Tuesday night, I think it was on TV, Hamish Bond and his wife are actually in Duke University yeah. and, and Lizzie is an orthopedic surgeon. And she talked about how they're using, um, or she's learning about the new techniques and how to bring athletes back uh, quicker into, into performance. And part of that is enhancing or the ACL repair. And they're using um, bovine collagen to stitch into the ACL as a repair and bringing these athletes back into, into um, sport quicker. So those are the things when you have some very, very smarter people than I, you bring them into the discussion, they start coming up with ideas like that. The opportunities are definitely, or the potential is definitely there, isn't it? You just mentioned about the edible offal and the, the packages. So what would you find in there? Is that like your liver and things? Yeah, uh, liver, heart and kidney. That's okay. the, the three main ones that we have, yeah. Did you not get served up those as a kid? What did you get served up, Bex? Was yeah, anything I, I the tripes actually, or anything you... I quite like liver. Yeah. I, I don't mind eating liver. We used to have sometimes have that for breakfast with a fry-up. And Ooh. also mum used to do like a steak and kidney casserole Ooh. sort of thing. I didn't yeah. really love the kidney, though, I have to say. R- requires a lot of salt. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, John. Great to you know. Great to get an insight into these. Uh, well, I guess these. What what do we call them? We call them our specialty parts and everything. And, but you're you're a busy guy as well. Tell us a bit about your cattle and sheep studs and uh, how long you've been doing that and and what are your aims on farm? Well, unfortunately, I've been here six months thanks to uh, my father passing away, which is a real shame. And right. we'd always thought about coming back here as I've got older. And so I've been here around about six months, and I'm look, I'm really lucky that I've got a uh, elderly gentleman who uh, helps us, a bit of a legend around Oxford, Jimmy Stubbs, and he's a fantastic guy that allows me to sort of have a day life in town and a and an evening and uh, and uh, weekend job up here. So I'm really lucky um, to have that balance. I'm very new into it. The season's been very good because we've had uh, we didn't have a drying off at all through summer, so we've had lots of grass. Or the hay sitting in the shed, and uh, and the animals are looking fantastic. So, for me, I'm uh, I'm very much enjoying the balance between uh, the corporate life and uh, and coming home in the evenings and enjoying the farming life. Yeah, look, I'm sorry to hear the, how that's happened, but also it's nice that you actually are, I guess, uh, enjoying that balance. And uh, it does sound it does sound very good, doesn't it, Bex? Actually, you quite like your Fridays, when, you know, and your weekends where you spend a bit of time in the broadcast world, and then then you go home to the farm, don't you? Too. So you get you strike a bit of a balance too. Yeah, I try to. It's it's not like I'm working full time in town. It is nice to be able to get off the farm and have something that's just a day for me, even if it is yeah. a day working. I do enjoy getting. Yeah, you talk to such a range of people doing the show, and 
having a day in town, I mean, whether it's just to get the groceries done after the show or whatever, but it, it is quite nice to have a day in town, yeah. Yeah, a bit of balance, I think, John, is what I'm saying, isn't it? In both respects, everybody, whether, you, whether your week's dominated by city, town, or, or, or the farm, vice versa, to have that balance, I reckon, is uh, absolutely integral. Yeah, there's nothing like better getting up on the hills and having a walk at night. It's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, well, thank you very much uh, for giving us some insight into the specialty parts. 54% bringing 10 to 15% of the revenue back to the farmer, these uh, specialty parts from the sheep, cattle and deer. That was John Skur, Alliance Director of Specialty Ingredients and Materials uh, for Australian and New Zealand Sales. Great stuff, Bex, wasn't it? I mean, I found that 54%. Well, I suppose when you, when you break it down in your mind because you know I know how much you like to sort of get a, a knife in your hand and rip in there and get all the parts out I mean you were, you were outstanding at field days with your identification of the various beef cuts with our friend Rodney who has been a boner Raymond, for 40 Raymond. years. Raymond, sorry Raymond who's been a boner for 40 years I was quite proud of that effort, actually. Yeah. Just not so quietly. Yeah, you yeah, know that's all right. You're allowed to sing from the rooftops. Nobody, nobody should stop you doing that. Yeah, I mean, I knew yeah. I was going to get the head correct because, yeah. well, obvious reasons. But yeah. I wasn't feeling very confident about everything else. But yeah, really interesting. I think okay, it is only ten to fifteen percent of the value. But when there's fifty-four percent of the animal that is making up those specialty products, that means that there's a lot of that material, so it's got to yeah. go somewhere. So it certainly does. We don't want to waste things either. Uh, it's a, you don't want to waste the animal. Yeah. No. It, it, the more of it we can maximise or utilise, use, it was a life. So, yeah, yeah I, well, I think that's great. Yeah, you think about anything else in, in life that we do um, and we can add 10 or 15% to the value of, got to be a winner. God, even one percent, home. Even one, yeah, even one percent better, Bex. <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Good stuff, righty. <laughs> we can. Sorry, a little bit in house between me and Bex there. Um, next up, we're going to hear from Roger Fuller, Walls of New Zealand wool broker, coming up here on Rex Real Exchange, and then Wormwise Program Manager Ginny Dudunsky here on Rex Real Exchange.